This is the Power Power Podcast. My name is Sarah of Underground Crowds. We hit Bible topics, smash book studies, punch out some songs here and there, and light up his word to strengthen our souls. Thanks for listening. Lord, I pray that you help us through this concept of um, suffering for a greater purpose. Uh, when the pain is really bad, it's hard to remember this. That's why we have someone like Paul who has gone before us and has been through, and Christ himself going before us, which is really the only example that we need. Um, but Paul, but we're kind of dense, Lord, and I pray that you help us uh, to lean in and seek to understand that pain is not the end goal, that um, your face and eternal glory is the end goal. In Jesus' name, amen. So, in we're going to read here let's read um and i will starting with what paul says about himself um verse five but you be sober in all things endure hardship do the work endure hardship you can circle that be sober in all things do the work of an evangelist fulfill your ministry. Well, he already talked about what that fulfilling the ministry is in the first book and the second book. And um, how do I fulfill the ministry? Well, it's not that you pick something out of a hat and go do it, which is kind of the approach that a lot of people take. In fact, I've been in circles where the, the influence of the Holy Spirit is downplayed. But what happens ultimately is when someone, um, or they go to the other end, well, I'm not called for this and I'm not called for that, and they, they're still not operating by the Holy Spirit. Um, and it's just the guys. Um, they, they, I don't know what they expect. I don't know if they um, expect riding in the clouds or whatever, but the point is they're what we've already talked about is autonomous religiosity. So they want to live autonomously and couch themselves in a show of religion. But it has nothing to do with the Holy Spirit. But Paul in the first book, and this book is talking about gifting. What is, where does gifting come from? Gifting comes from the Holy Spirit. Work out these gifts. And so this is an add-on. This is not an add-on. This is the fruition. Work out your ministry, your, your, underline your, not everybody's ministry, not their ministry, not the guy across the street's ministry, not this is a groupthink effort, your ministry that has been clearly shown to you by the work of the Holy Spirit that hopefully you're walking in. Paul is specific and we need to not be specific uh, we need, need to not fuzz, fudge those lines when Paul is specific. There's a reason why he is writing to Timothy two books of the Bible. 
we can listen into the conversation and realize what exhortation is and realize that Paul is telling Timothy, you have a purpose. Yes, you. And Jesus is ultimately telling us through Paul, we have a purpose. Yes, us. This working out of our gifting, praise God, according in alignment with the Holy Spirit to reach, I'm clicking my pen, sorry, to reach the lost. Do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. I'm going backwards. Endure hardship. That seems to be not... Those who live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. We've read that in the last chapter. Paul takes it a step further and says, endure hardship like it's a fact. I didn't know this. When I walked away from the Lord, when I, okay, the minute I got saved, it seemed like all hell broke loose. I was the kid that invited herself to church with a neighbor who happened to be a Baptist preacher's wife, and I got saved. I mean, if Satan was trying to blind the whole neighborhood or whatever, Miss Sarah just walked into somebody's house, said, can I go to church with you, and then went to church and then got saved. Simple as that. God did something. God did something right out, I mean, right out from under the hands of two atheists, agnostics, parents. Just boom. But what I did not know, what I did not understand, that with that decision came a whole world of battles. Now I was part of the light. And darkness was coming after me. And I didn't endure the hardship. I didn't know it was a fact. Not those that live in... I mean, because we can walk and... I don't want to be that good. I don't want to go to jail. Well, we've got a... And if you think I'm joking, we've got a whole lukewarm... Move, not a movement, it's not going anywhere, but we've got a whole lukewarm pool, cesspool of people that are not doing that kind of stuff. What he's describing here in verse 5. But we'll call ourselves Christians. Incidentally, this is also the same lukewarm cesspool where people are like, I don't believe anymore, and they're walking out. Heaven just doesn't seem that cool. Not if everybody can't go. I don't want to be sitting up in the clouds for eons. I'll keep reading here. Playing a harp. This is evil. This is an intellectual. This has nothing to do with reading scripture and, and, and surmising that heaven's going to be boring. I mean, I, I can't look outside and think heaven's going to be boring. What did God do? This six days? And he's been creating heaven since he returned to heaven after he was dead and buried, as we talked about yesterday. 
Heaven's not boring. And I don't care. Well, let's keep reading. For I am already being poured out as a drink offering. And the time of my departure has come. So Paul knows it. Yo. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the course. Paul had it down that this wasn't it. This What he was living for was not found on this earth. That is supernatural. What Sarah wanted to do when she was converted and the battle came was live on this earth. That's ultimately what happens in a, in a lukewarm cesspool is that you've decided somewhere that you want to live on this earth. You want to make the most of this earth. Paul forsook this earth. And none of what it had to offer appeased him. If this world pleases you, it appeases you, it comforts you. You know, we got to realign what it is that we're aimed at. Because frankly, Jesus could come right now and I'd be like, yes, glory. And frankly, heaven could be a, a eternal game of checkers as long as Jesus is there. So I'm not thinking in terms of, well, do I really want do I really want to go to that movie? When we have switched our view from Jesus' face and who he is to whether or not I'm pleased by this idea of heaven. Well, there is a relationship that is missing entirely. Altogether. It's about seeing Jesus. Let me continue re reading. Uh, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the course. I have kept the faith. In the future there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord... The righteous judge will award to me on that day. And not only to me, but here we go, but also to all who loved his appearing. All who loved his appearing. Not, I finally got to this cool place with the gold streets. Not... Oh, wow, you know, I, I really thought you know, we were going to all be dancing around on clouds and playing lutes. Oh, this isn't like that at all. Not, well, I guess it's five star. Not, it's Jesus' face. Those who love him. Just want to see him. And if it's something else that you're aimed at, it could be this world has been enough for you. It has appeased you. It has hushed you off to sleep. Or you were never his. And Christianity is a culture thing. It isn't a relationship. Mm. 
And that's all I got today. Peace out. Again, thanks for listening. Catch the next part of this series, usually Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. You can also find Underground Crowds on Twitter, Patreon, Bandcamp, or undergroundcrowds.com.